praise the Lord. Good morning. I'm sure you are doing well and God has been gracious unto you. This shall be a great day for you. The Lord will lead you. The Lord will guide you. The Lord will order your steps and the Lord will shower his favor upon you in the name of Jesus Christ. Dealing with the diverse expressions of veils. You know, I got a feedback yesterday from one of my beloved brother Abdul and what he said was quite very, very, very challenging, you know. After the podcast he sent to me, he said, wow. Open eyes is not equivalent to open vision. That a man can see is not enough. A man with open eyes, a woman with open eyes may still be covered with a veil. So this morning, I believe the Lord will have us deal with some expressions of the veil. And the first this morning is to deal with the expressions of the human veil that blocks and hinders clarity in godly vision. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1. The Bible says in the year that King Uzziah died, I, Isaiah, saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lifted up and the train of his robe filled the temple. Uzziah was a veil in the life of the prophet Isaiah. It's an expression. It was a type of a veil. He completely blocked access to the spiritual vision of a prophet ordained and specially chosen by God. And until he died, Isaiah could not be accurate in vision. His eyes were open, but his vision was obscured. Until Uzziah was taken out, the prophetic ministry of Isaiah was completely focused on the wrong assignment. What and who you give attention to can influence the clarity of your vision your God-given vision, your life purpose and assignment. There are people who come into your life that have the potential to veil you, to block your vision, regardless of your faith, regardless of your capacity, regardless of your anointing. People, families, friends and relatives and associates and colleagues who come into your life and they create A blockage in your spiritual accuracy. The faith of our fathers was based on what they saw. What they saw. No one started with God without seeing anything, to be honest. They saw something. Abraham, the father of faith. He saw the glory of God before he left his father's house. Stephen gave the account of him in Acts chapter 7 verse 2 and he said, 
Stephen said, brethren and fathers, listen, the God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he dwelt in Haran. So Abraham moved from his father's house on the strength of what he saw. Yes, Moses saw the invisible and moved from the palace of Pharaoh. Paul saw a bright light that humbled him and changed the course of his life forever. So those who see nothing may not go very far. No, the capacity and the faith to take certain steps and decisions in life is strongly dependent or can be correlated to the dimensions of the things you see in the spirit. So if there's anything the devil is going to attack, it's your capacity to see. It can, it can, it can allow your eyes to be open, but cover you with a veil such that you do not see the visions of God. That's what the devil is doing. What he has done to so many people is to position people as veils to block the vision of many believers. I know many marriages, many ministries, many calling, many things, many good things, many good people have been derailed. Derailed by human veils positioned in their life to distract so my question to you this morning is, what have you seen? Isaiah had great messages without the vision of the Lord. Took great decisions and took great steps without direction, without clarity of vision. Are you, are you, are you at the crossroad? Marriage, ministry, career, whatever it may be. Your faith will become stronger when you see what others have not seen. So if there is anything for you to deal with, deal with human principalities that have become veiled around you or in your life. The year that King Uzziah died, I also saw the Lord. I saw the Lord. What needs to be taken away from you? What association is taking you in the wrong direction? What is it that the enemy is using to lure you away from purpose? You must deal with the expression of human veils that block the clarity of godly vision. Number two, deal with the veil that makes you sit and relax when you are supposed to be on the move for God. A man of God out of Judah was raised by God to confront the king, Jeroboam. God instructed him to deliver a strong prophetic judgment on the altars of abomination built by the king of Bethel and to depart without eating or drinking in the city. So deliver the word and leave. The man of God went to Bethel, did as the Lord commanded, and even prophetically gave some signs that came to pass that same day. When the king saw the hand of God, the Bible says he repented and then invited the man of God to come and eat in his house, to come and dine, to come and 
to come and refresh himself. First Kings 13 verse 7 to 10 says, And the king said unto the man of God, Come home with me and refresh yourself, and I will give thee a reward. And the man of God said unto the king, If thou wilt give me half thine house, I will not go in with thee, neither will I eat bread nor drink water in this place. For so was it charged me by the word of the Lord, saying, Eat no bread, nor drink water, nor turn again by the same way that thou camest. So he went another way and returned not by the way that he came to Bethel. So he obeyed God and left the king's palace without taking a reward or even eating there. But there is something funny happened in verse 11 to 14. Let's read it together. Now, there dwelt an old prophet in Bethel. Be careful of old prophets, those who have lost touch and lost connection with God. Be careful. Be careful. The old prophet in Bethel. And his sons came and told him all the works that the man of God had done that day in Bethel. The words which he had spoken unto the king. Them they told also to their father. And their father said unto them, What way went he? For his sons had seen what way the man of God went, which came from Judah. And he said unto his sons, Saddle me the ass. So they saddled him the ass, and he rode thereon, and went after the man of God, and found him. Please note this in scripture. And found him sitting under an oak. And he said unto him, Art thou the man of God that camest from Judah? And he said, I am. I am. What an error. The servant of God was found. After doing the work of the Lord, after delivering the prophetic assignment, after doing mighty and excellent things for God, he was found under an oak tree, sitting, relaxing. Wow. Wow. The old lying prophet caught up with him and met him under an oak. How would the prophet have caught up with him if not for his flesh? The flesh said, probably, sit, relax. You know, the oak tree can be so, so, so beautiful, so greeny, so loving, can provide enough shade, enough covering. That can attract you, that can, that can, that can, that can, that can appeal to the flesh. Oh, of course, you've done the work of God. Oh, of course, you've done what you need to do. Of course, you are doing so much. Ha! That's a veil. The veil that makes you assume that you have done so much. So it's time to sit and relax. It's time to be at ease, forgetting the word of the Lord that says, Woe unto them that sit at ease ease in Zion. There should be that burning desire, that burning sensation, that hunger in your heart that says, I want to do more for the Lord. There should be that thing that keeps you moving, that compels you to move and keep going. The oak was a veil. Was a veil. Whatever is calling you and demanding and appealing appealing to you or giving you an impression that you have done much more than enough that is telling you it's time to sit and reward yourself it's time to relax it's a veil servant of god was compelled by his flesh 
to sit and relax. He was under a veil. The oak was a veil that suits the flesh. The oak represented wisdom, knowledge, strength, power, love. The leaves of the oak are green. It provides a very wonderful shade for those who desire it. But it could be a dangerous trap, could be a veil to many. Yes, many have been trapped by the oak. Many have been captured by the oak. Many have been veiled, deceived by the oak. And what should not have caught up with them has influenced their lives. How will the old prophet have caught up with this man if this man had continued to go in the strength of the Lord? Do you know that the oak captured Absalom and kept him between heaven and earth? 2 Samuel 18 verse 9, the Bible says, And Absalom met the servants of David, and Absalom rode upon the mule, and the mule went under the thick bow of a great oak, a great oak. They never look dangerous. And while Absalom went under it, verse 9, and his head caught hold of the oak, and it was taken up between the heaven and the earth, and the mule that was under him went away. Oh, the oak was a trap. Absalom saw it. As strong, as mighty, as wise, as cunning, as hypocritical, as tricky as it was, he could not discern the oak. He could not. When he saw the oak, he said, ah, come on. He just kept on riding under it. Thick, good, greeny. In verse 14, the Bible said, Then said Joab, I may not tarry thus with thee. And he took three darts in his hand and thrust them through the heart of Absalom while he was yet alive in the midst of the oak. A person that the mighty men of David could not capture. Absalom. Oh, Absalom. A man that could not be captured by the mighty men of David. A man that chased his father David, an experienced man of war, out of the palace. A man that no ambush could hold him down was captured by the oak. Was captured by the oak. The oak looks appealing, looks attractive. But friends, it's a veil that captures, attracts, and detains men until destruction shows up. Absalom was caught between heaven and earth. He was not in heaven. He was not on earth. He was suspended, hanging, hanging, dangling until Joab came and struck him to death. Nobody needed to chase him. Nobody needed to follow hard after him. The oak did his job. The man of God also after delivering a strong prophetic message, after obeying God halfway, was under an oak until the old prophet, an old prophet that has no speed, caught up with him. How fast can a donkey run? If the old prophet was on a horse, we will understand. 
but even a donkey with an old prophet caught up with a young prophet that was burning, that was on fire, that was feared by, 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 by nations, by president, by kings, feared by men. But an old prophet caught up with him because he was sitting under an oak. Absalom was captured by the oak and was killed by his enemies. What was the veil? The oak. A green leaf tree that looks too good to be true. Things that appeals to you. A place to rest and relax. I just wanted to go and see that person and just have some conversation and that has become your oak. A place to reward yourself and pat yourself on the back and say, come on, you have done well, relax. Take a bottle. Nourish your body. Reward yourself. You're doing good. Yes. Mm. The oak. The oak is that veil that tells you, come, come to me. Come and sit here. Come and relax. You have been doing too much for God. Take a break. Relax for one day. You know, just for a few minutes. And then those things packaged to destroy catch up with you. God forbid. God forbid. Do not stay there. Do not stay under the deceptive oak. It may be desired, seriously desired by your flesh, but in the long run, it brings shame, brings disgrace. You know what Isaiah chapter 1 verse 29 says? Isaiah 1 29 For they shall be ashamed of the oaks which ye have desired, and ye shall be confounded for the gardens that you have chosen. Oh, wow. The flesh loves, desires the oak, the place of celebration. The flesh loves to be pampered. The flesh loves to be celebrated. The flesh loves to relax, sit and enjoy under the oak. The flesh loves to be praised and honored. The flesh loves pleasure. The flesh loves to glory in his wisdom. When the old prophet caught up with the young man, he asked him, when he found him under the oak, he said, are you the man of God that came from Judah? And of course, the young prophet said, yes, I am. But we'll find out what happened to him tomorrow. He was lured back. And he died. Friends, what is that place, that thing that makes you sit and relax when you are supposed to be going? What is it that is pulling you back and taking your attention? What is it that is asking you to reward yourself and has become a veil? Greeny on the outside, but brings shame later on dearly beloved look back and say lord take away every human veil lord take away every green oak everything that attracts and appeals to my flesh trying to bring me to a place of ease with god that is destructive 
Lord, take it away. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus.